2: myself baby hey you never know what could happen here what's going on what's the deal big uh first day of camp right well tomorrow tomorrow
3: tomorrow. today everybody not for the eagles i guess but other people are reporting today
2: oh yeah 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 yeah
3: so football season's officially begun why is it that you know eagles are doing this tomorrow
2: yeah, they uh, oh, are they,
3: showing up today.
2: They were probably they will probably report today and tomorrow yeah. will be the first practice.
3: No, just about reporting. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Just about You know, realizing that your life is significantly changing for the next nine to hopefully 11 months. Yeah. <laughs> depending on how long you're playing. Right.
2: Hey, man, you got to you got a short amount of time to maximize your money making potential. So you get to get in there, get your feet down and start running as soon as you get there. It's going to be a a, a seven-month race, man. That's what it is.
3: Well, what do you think, like, Devontae, right, I mean, he comes in here. And, I mean, this is really the biggest question I think that everybody has is just how good this offense can be and all these other things. But if you're a rookie, you really can't force anything right now. Right. I mean, we're going to see him make some plays in camp against nobody or against, you know, contactless coverage and all. But at the same time, I I do wonder if we're just going to get a glimpse of what this team can be like. Right. Because normally this early in camp and what's up to everybody popping in here from the old to the new on the Jacob Media YouTube page. We see you populating the program. Hit us up with a like. Make sure you remind everybody else to do the same and you're subscribed to the channel here. Harry's going to check in at some point today. But here's the thing. He's on the road back from Connecticut. I wonder if this camp is a little different than other – not every other camp, but other camps, right? Like Chip Kelly, we knew, man, what he was about. We just didn't know if it was going to work in the NFL. We have no clue what Nick Sirianni is going to be in the NFL, and maybe camp gives us an idea of it.
2: You know, I sent a clip to – to uh, NBC Sports, Philadelphia, man, and um, that's exactly what I said. You know, expectations going into camp. What type of camp is he going to hold? You know, I was in camps with, with Ray Rhodes. He held, he held a very physical camp. Right. You know, we had two a days. I think I missed like I think we we got four days off the entire six and a half weeks of camp that we were there. Oof. Four and a half days off. It was doubles each day, pads. Whether and, and and you know he would give us a break if we didn't have our lowers on. Right. lower pads. We just had shorts on. We always had helmet and shoulder pads on. He ran a rough camp. Big Red ran a rough camp. Yeah. Chip Kelly, he ran the easier camp, which just a lot more running. Um, this last regime with Doug, Doug didn't really hold a physical camp. You know, they weren't on pads a lot, but I think it's it's more so because um, how you know the the, you know how they how they, they collect the collective bargaining agreement, the CBA, yep. you know that kind of puts you in a position where you can't really be as physical as you were before, but man, it it can't be that. I could have played for another five years. If I played in in a Doug Peterson's um, camp, no
3: question. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing clearly, as you mentioned, is the CBA and things have changed. Players have significantly more power in certain areas like contact and hitting and all the wear on bodies early on in this season. But at the same time, you're also right where, not everybody ran Andy Reid camps when you could run Andy Reid camps. Like, right. you still had coaches that took it to the extreme. Now, I, I don't know. I mean, look, you, you're dealing with – you've talked about this as far as you now going back and helping with the local high school and seeing kids that are younger than those that are playing on the Eagles right now. But, yeah, I, I don't know what Nick Sirianni is, what he's all about, what his mentality is coming in here. Like, I have no idea, man. You know, this I don't know if he's gonna come in and try to set the tone right away and say, all right, you know, let's let's get this thing going and just be hard ass if he's gonna be a player's coach until that doesn't work anymore. Like I you know, everybody oh trying to find the balance. Yeah, but you know that's difficult as well. We we don't know. And and maybe he shows who he is with what we see in camp right. as far as like offense and sets and stuff like that.
2: Well, you know, that's exactly right. Um his approach to this season is gonna been- and especially going into this, this is gonna be really his 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 first uh his first camp with him being the guy. And when you're that guy, you gotta set the tone of what you want. Right. Or who you want to be to this team. How do you want him to trade you? Now look at this. There he is.
3: <laughs> look at there this. There he is. <laughs> yeah, you-
4: live from I ninety five. In Connecticut, right around Old Lyme, if you've ever to that, Don, you might know of it. Uh, headed well, towards New Haven. No, Old Lyme, not well, Lyme yeah. disease.
3: Well, no, that's that's where the quote-unquote myth is, in which there was a release of like Lyme disease is a new is something newer, like Lyme ticks and all, and it's originated right. from here. So oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. And there's a conspiracy theory that there was something that led to it, you know. It wouldn't be the first conspiracy lab leak theory we've had.
4: Right. Especially these. Right. I, I think right. we have in the last, uh, what, 12, 18 months or so. Yeah, right. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Now, you, So uh, you are. I was are, not aware of that.
3: What? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little Google trip.
4: Here we go.
5: Live from the Riley go. Auto Parts studio. Yeah, it's the big Here's question. Eton yeah, Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry
3: Mays. Uh, we do have Harry on the way back. This is the dedication from that Harry way. Mays on the way back from Connecticut down to Philadelphia. Barrett's with us. I'm with us. And we'll be joined by a couple of people throughout here as football is officially back and more on this Ben Simmons stuff. But I think we need to put all of that aside. And ask Harry Barrett the biggest question of all, which is Did the conversation of one fast food place waft through like osmosis into Harry's brain? And has he stopped at all? Because I know there are a couple up on his route. Has he stopped at all at a White Castle?
4: Uh, no, no, I'm not a White Castle guy. It's too much. Too much bun for me, those sliders, man. And I, I don't know what meat they use. It's so cheap. It's got to be, you know, I, I can't eat that cheap
2: meat. Man, <laughs> meat it doesn't matter what it is, man. <laughs> I can't eat that
6: cheap
2: meat. Hey, man, I've got to have it, man. <laughs>
6: it's
3: amazing. It's truly yeah. amazing.
4: So what, what are there uh, rest stops have? White Castle up here? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think the
2: No,
3: just when you pass, though, yeah. when you go
2: through the city.
3: When you pass, oh, go. Exactly. Yeah. Like, get off okay. at one of the more downtown exits, right? Don't get off at yeah. Derry Get yeah. off at South Norwalk. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. <laughs> that's what I, I spent
4: six weeks in Norwalk once.
3: Oh, six weeks? My God. Southern Connecticut, six man. Six
2: weeks in Norwalk. Yeah, yeah. That's,
3: that's worse than Barrett spending six weeks in Stanford up that NBC.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Stanford's, uh, Stanford's up there and also uh, Bristol, you know, where ESPN is, spent a little time there also, man. So it's, it's nothing to look at as far as, you know, being something there. Bristol's probably the worst place you could be. I didn't know there were Bloods and Crips in Bristol, but there are. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that
4: where Aaron Hernandez was from?
3: Yep. Uh I yep. think a little bit, yeah, Bristol. Up somewhere north. around there. Yeah, yep. correct. Yep. Right. Yeah. Oh, look at this, man. That's We're a, off that's and the running.
2: Yep. That's why I said I was up there. I was like, it's, it's nothing to yeah. show. It's it's just it's just ESPN up there. That's it. Right. <laughs> right.
7: That's amazing.
4: If, if, the, if the golf channel wasn't laying everybody off, I'd stop by and put in a resume.
3: Do you even know anybody? I'm going like to go right back? by them. Yeah, you could yeah, definitely I, hit a Roy a Rogers learner. by the end. Are you a Roy's guy? You could definitely hit a Roy Rogers up.
4: <laughs> I like Roy Rogers.
3: Yeah, Roy makes a good burger. I'll tell you that. Underrated. Maybe good, some good chicken also. Is that right?
4: Yeah, yeah, Roy Rogers is underrated. And so is Arby's. Yep. Yep.
3: Well, Arby's, you just kind of have <laughs> to be in the meal for like the meat, you know. Right. Right. Like, that's not cheap. All right, so, White Castle is that this. Now, we have some insight, Barrett, into Harry's brain here. The cutoff for cheap meat versus edible meat is the difference between Arby's and White Castle.
2: It's right. like a Ruth Crisp as compared to like a Ponderosa or something, something like that, right? Right.
3: <laughs> I, I think that's exactly it.
2: You guys remember the Ponderosa, don't you?
3: Yeah, the that's Ponderosa. like, wasn't that I get the,
4: the feeling-
2: yeah, yeah. There's there's no cutoff for Barrett
4: though, is there? Is there what?
2: fast food that you won't eat? No, there's. I, I think I think the only fast food that I don't eat is um. I'll let you guys know when I when I get to that per, point in my life. When you find there's not much that I don't eat. I, I thought about it. Yeah, I'll I'll eat all of that, man. Really? Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> all of it. Like there isn't come churches. On. Look, I when I was in Nashville, I, I did morning radio, and I I was during a period where I went through, like, this Gargano phase of I couldn't eat breakfast. I just couldn't stomach breakfast at, like, 3, 3.30 in the morning. didn't matter how much I woke up and then baked and, and prepared myself <laughs> to eat. I just couldn't. So what I would do is I would wake up at 2.30 in the morning, 3 a.m., after not being able to sleep until, you know, like, 11.30 at night, right, because it was morning's first time for me. I'd wake up. I'd roast. And then I would smash this Jack in the Box for like three or four straight weeks until I realized that like I couldn't play enough basketball at noon to compensate. Right after my show to compensate what I was eating. So, but Jack in the Box, I, I will not be here for any Jack in the Box slander. I will not allow it. That that is a legit. If we're talking fast food, that's a legit. I don't know what the cutoff is for Harry. It's White Castle, but not for Barry. That's for sure. Definitely not for Barry.
2: Yo, Jack in the Box used to have this um sourdough bur- uh burger. That was pretty good. Oh, jack in the
3: I'm box. I am There is something else about that jack in the box, boy. I tell you. That jack in the box. Now there, there must have been something that Barrett has driven by at one point and been like, Man, I am starving. And then been like, oh, really? That? Nope. Uh we'll
2: find it. We'll find it. Right? I'll let you know. This is the middle. Oh, of the yeah. Map Radio you know, Chick-fil-A is probably the only one.
5: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studio. here's Aton Chander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Hayes.
3: So Harry's going to be uh, popping up and down here, in and out, as we've already seen and heard from him once. Now, That's we're, right, we're, Anthony right? art,
2: They got those tacos at uh, Jack in the Box. Unbelievable, too. Well,
3: they didn't have tacos
2: when I was there. They had tacos, man. They were pretty good, too.
3: (laughs) Wow. I would have housed some 330. Like, the beauty of Jack in the Box is that this was back in the day. This was 08, right? 09. I don't think many places when I was in Nashville, I don't think many places overall had the full menu yet. Like, we're have breakfast all day and all these other, or you know, burgers at 3.30 in the morning. Yes. Jack in the Box was like, man, if you show up, we'll give you whatever (laughs) you want. I don't know if it's still the case like that. I hope it is. That that is a class act spot right there. I
2: forgot about the tacos, man. I would crush some tacos, bro. I didn't realize. Love the tacos. tacos That. And in St. Louis, in St. Louis, where I used to go get them, it was at the Circle. It was the Circle. Yeah, we called it the Circle, man. You know, it wasn't nothing but a circle like hit like you got here in Jersey.
6: Okay. But
2: um, at the Circle, I remember um, said the entertainer when I used to go to his house. He he was like two two blocks off the circle. So when I go by to, you know, holler him, I stopped by at uh, uh, Jack and a Box in the Circle before I went to his career. Nice. Now, will he have you bring you anything? No, we'll see. He was just... Um, was he just Cedric. Cedric back then? Yeah, he was Cedric then. He wasn't
3: the entertainer yet.
2: It, it, it had, The label just wasn't there just yet.
7: <laughs>
3: How
2: Okay. Just yet.
3: But still, I mean, he could have been like, hey, big man, you know, can you just hook me up with one of those tacos or whatever the hell it was you're grabbing?
2: Oh yeah, I man I had I to make sure he had some too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Just make, make, make sure up. he had some too, man. All right, just make. Sure. Yeah, bro, that's 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 what I remember from Jack and the Box, man. Those tacos, and, you know, some and them sourdough burgers, man. Really good, really, really, really good.
3: That is ridiculous. Uh unbe- now Harry's going to check back at noon. We'll see if he stopped at any of these spots. What are the odds that he stopped at any of these fast food places? Probably milk. No, he's no, not no, stopped. No, no,
2: no. Not <laughs> for that palate. Not for his palate.
3: No. No, not at all. All right, here's what we got, man. Uh, Josh Epperly, remember, we've been talking about him coming on since that tweet that he put out last week about the possibilities of a Ben Simmons trade all over the place. The latest, of course, is Toronto. Looks like Kyle Lowry, Van Vliet, some other heads were thrown in there. So we've got that at 1140. Aaron Rodgers, it's official, right? I mean, this is as close to official before we look at our Eagles here. This is as close to official as it can be, right? He showed up. He's playing. We feel really good now about that futures ticket that we have. Yeah,
2: really good about it. I mean, it's, it's almost a done deal. Yeah. Look, he's going to play with a vendetta. He's going to play with a a chip on his shoulder the size of the Rock of Gibraltar. Yeah. He's going to be ready and make sure everybody else is ready on the same page, understanding he's betting for him. He's betting on himself to win. And well, you know, why wouldn't he now go and, and, and win on win a super bowl just despite you know this contract that they're doing, they're re-recording this contract. And it's kind of shisty how they're doing it, but you know, I understand, you know, if i bet on myself I was the best player, uh player right now, anyways. I i definitely do it.
3: Right. And I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, you yeah. have some of the most control over your fate in the NFL, like Mahomes, there are a few quarterbacks that have so much control over his fate that absolutely it makes sense. We only need this dude to be here this year. That's all we care about is if Rodgers plays this year, which it looks like for all intents and purposes, buckle up. He'll be there. But, you know, you raise an interesting point, even if you weren't meaning to raise the point, but I'll give you the credit anyway that you raised it here, which is this dude is going to play with the biggest sized chip. On his shoulder that we've seen in his career. Remember, he already had a chip on his shoulder. What happened in the draft, falling down and everything else, right? Exactly. Here's the thing. If we look at simply MVP, we've already put a futures bet on the Packers to win this thing at plus 2000. Rogers is still anywhere from 1000 to 1200 for MVP. How does he not, like, if they win the Super Bowl, how does he not win the MVP? And here's another thing I'll add to it, Barrett, is that he doesn't need to win the Super Bowl in order to win the MVP. He could still have an MVP season, win the award, and, like, you know, stuff happens in the playoffs and all this, you know, like, you lose. It's, it's not contingent upon you winning the Super Bowl. So I actually feel better about Rogers winning the MVP than I do the
2: Packers winning it all. No question. Um so what exactly do we bet on? The Packers winning the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. All right. I Remember would put money on them. I You know, I, I, thought that, uh, I thought that you said just to win the MVP. I, I put money on that also.
3: Well, no, I think what we did, once Harry comes back, we're going to come back to this bet. Okay? We're going to come back to this bet and Aaron Rodgers' futures to win the MVP because I think we double down on this thing. I think we've already made it so that the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. Why not? Take advantage. The only guy that's ahead of him is Mahomes. But again, realistically, Aaron Rodgers should be about like seven, 750 because, as Barrett said, he's so damn good combined with the chip that's so damn big on his shoulder. So we'll come back to that in a little bit. Xavier Cooley on the stream. Do you see a last minute Ertz trade during the preseason? Barrett, I think it would probably take an injury at this point, right?
2: I, I doubt seriously if that even happens, then if if it does, it's just gonna happen for the uh trade the line. Um I think that they, you know, they the want
3: to jump the gun if somebody got hurt in like week three of the preseason. They thought, you know what, this guy goes down, Irv Smith in Minnesota goes down. Do you think they would try and
2: yeah, they him? would trade him, and that's what they're okay. doing. They want to trade him for something, they don't want to cut him. No, if no, no. If they cut him, they lose, they don't they don't gain anything back from him so. I think there could be a trade, but I doubt seriously. At this point, it has to be a team that wants to win immediately. So it has to be somebody like a uh, if 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 Kelsey went down in Kansas City or or you know something like that you know or, or you know up in Seattle they're looking for another tight end. That'd be the only way, man. Because I mean they're just not going to cut this guy. It doesn't make sense for them to cut him. In fact, they're just going to keep him on a roster till they can trade him. They want something back from him. Yep.
3: And something. that's why I think when they can trade him is when somebody gets hurt. Here's the thing. Like, why – and I'm just asking because I, I don't know what the scenario would technically be here. But why would you trade for Zach Ertz unless you lost the tight end? Right. Right, because if the season starts – like, technically, and I'm saying the preseason here if the preseason slash season, I mean, that's the season, right? That begins, you've already made it clear to the Eagles, uh-uh, we're not trading for this guy. You, We're going to wait for you to cut him. The Eagles have already made it clear to the world that they're not going to trade him before the start of the season, hence right. why we're having this conversation. So I'm thinking from another team standpoint, like you've already had an opportunity to trade for Dude. Why would you trade for him now Unless somebody goes down, like to be honest with you, Barrett. The more I think about it, the more I think unless somebody gets hurt, Zach Ertz is going to be on the team this year, and no probably question. for the whole year.
2: Well, it, well, entirely he, for the whole year. He exactly. didn't. Le- he didn't stop learning how to play football.
3: No, 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 not at it's all. It's just
2: his, his quarterback sucked. Right. You know, and that, and that was the biggest thing. The it, because their quarterback sucked. I mean, they couldn't do anything. I mean, it was it wasn't it wasn't really. Um, Ertz, that you know his plate deteriorated he, he he just couldn't get the ball to him. I think he's still that guy can go out and have eighty catches this year. he can have about seven eight hundred yards. He's really good when he's given the opportunity to go out there and get the ball. he's gonna get open. he's made a life he made a livelihood of getting open. he can definitely do that. He can catch the rock he just he just didn't have anything working with him last mm-hmm. year. in fact nobody had anything working with him last year. Until after the twelfth game,
3: yeah, and you know there's there are a couple of things that I do think work for, and I guess you have to come into it with the mentality of the Eagles are not competing for a Super Bowl this year or things like that, right? but what what I do think is you can look at something in the landscape of not even starting over, but fresh sets of eyes. and we've talked about this before, right? where there is no loyalty to anybody at all where you know you have a tight end like Zach Ertz, where maybe Doug Peterson has this soft spot in his heart and he keep, keeps running plays and the quarterbacks love him as well, so he keeps throwing him the football and it's just a bad situation. Now I'm using Ertz as the example here, but across the board. You don't have that at all. And uh, that's that. I think might be the best. Like as we open up the season now, officially, you know, people reporting it all. I think that's the best thing going for the Eagles this year is that there is absolutely no loyalty to anybody on the team. And that if there's a decision that has to be made, it can either be scapegoated on the new coaches or it can be a catalyst from the new coaches.
2: Right. That's exactly why um, Fletcher Cox's name gets getting brought up. There's no loyalty to him. You yep. know, there's there's no way, there's not a snowball's chance of hell that Jason Peter comes back, even though the owner loves him. But they're not going to let him come back because their allegiance is not there. I mean, yeah, his offensive of line coach is still here. But the other coaches, they don't know him. Nick They don't know him. They don't know what he brings to the table. So I doubt seriously. He, they make, he, he makes a cameo and comes back. Um, that old school in the is not going to be there. You know, They're not going to bring back Shady McCoy. You right. know what I mean? Right. They're not doing that. There's no allegiance yeah. to that. Where they change when they make decisions, they're going forward with their decisions, and it won't be off nostalgia. So I was gonna say, you know, it, it, at this point, Fletcher Cox is really still in play as far as being a guy that they would trade and, and acquire assets for.
3: And that's it. I mean, we're going to hear it. We're going and and look, that's the nature of it. I don't think that Howie Roseman hates Fletcher Cox. I don't that, nope. uh, right? I don't think there's any bad blood. But I also think and look, I'm going to guess here educated, but I'm going to guess here and you can fill in the holes or just completely refute depending on how accurate this is. But I'm just going to cut and paste what we see because there are some similarities because this is corporate America. It's a little different because guys are getting paid and there's a different world to it. But every now and again, like the middle management stuff you get from corporate America is amazing. Right. The similarities. Here's what I mean. If I'm Howie Roseman. And I have a great relationship with Fletcher Cox, or if I'm somebody like in that area has a great relationship with a player, and I'm the one who has to break the news for that player, especially if I'm going around my circles bragging that, hey, that's my boy, that's my boy. Hey, why not stick an intermediary in there? Why not stick somebody who's middle management in there and have him do the firing or her do the firing for you, right? To make it we used really call him the
2: knockman. We used to call him the knockman. There you
3: go. There's a term for this. Yeah.
2: When a knockman knocks on your door, you know, perfect example. Um, it was my, my second year in the league, and we had this guy named Jerry Craft. Uh, he played guard. He was my he was my right guard and I was right tackle. Now, Jerry is a crazy dude, but um, he thought he was gonna get cut the year before he was with uh Green Bay, came to the Eagles. Made the team, you know, so he became, he became the starting guard. Jerry Craft, six foot seven, six foot eight, three hundred seventy, three hundred eighty pounds. The knock man knocks on our door, mm. and it's my second year in the league. I'm starting. I know I'm not getting cut, and at that point, he didn't know if he was getting cut or not. He pulls out a Desert Eagle, a Desert Eagle, that wow. gun, uh, whatever kind of gun he that is.
3: What was happening, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: And says, "Hey, whoever knocking at my door, you best get away from my door." <laughs> I'm like, yo, put that up. Hey, who's ever at the door, please leave. Please. And uh, you know, I, I told him, Look, man, you gotta take that out to your car. So he took it out to his car and eventually took it, uh, you know, took it back to Philly. Wow. But yeah, man, and, you know, the knockman is 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 the deliverer of bad news.
1: No fear
3: for the knockman, clearly. Right. Like serving <laughs> a warrant, man. What was that guy's name? Bount
2: dog. Yeah, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Right, His wife something. looked just like him.
3: Yep, the whole family did. Yeah, that's right. amazing. All right, we got to take a quick one here. More as we're live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Law Studios. If you know someone that has suffered or needs a lawyer, suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The Middle is sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. We are back in three across the board here
1: On the middle.
6: I get scared sometimes
1: of a lot of things.
6: Joining in,
1: decisions,
6: the dark. The dark.
8: But I once heard someone say,
1: but as I always say,
8: it's okay to be afraid
0: as long as you face the fear and keep moving forward wherever you are in life. on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years independence blue cross
9: ah the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day as long as you can find it here's what we suggest
1: It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com.
5: from the O'Reilly Auto Park studios. Here's Aton
3: Shander, Barrett
5: Brooks, and Harry Mays.
3: Check it. Check it. Check it. All right, so we still have... Now, Josh Eberle is going to join us coming up. That's not good. Josh Eberle is going to join us coming up in 10 minutes or so. Ben Simmons and the Eagles and everything in between from the NBA draft. We'll still talk about the NFL kind of reporting here, but this is this is the day, man. This is the day where I think everybody justifies it, right? The last two, three weeks. Now, we've had some crazy drama this offseason. So think about this, right? Let's look at this real quick. From our point of view, from our green goggles, we'll look at that. Not the green goblin who's no longer here, right?
2: Right. You're talking about our fishbowl here. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Our fishbowl.
3: And as we see more people popping in, we remind you to smash away that thumbs up button is the like button. Also, make sure you're subscribed and that notification bell right to the right of that subscription. So who else? I think Houston can make an argument, right? Where they've had such a chaotic offseason, but so much of that is still unknown. Like nobody has any idea what the hell is going to happen with Deshaun Watson off the field ergo we have no idea what's going to happen with him on the field. So Houston's issues have yet to really be solved.
2: Green they, yeah, right? They're they're worse off than we are. Absolutely. absolutely. At least we we've had we've, we we we've had answers and solutions to to our problems. Correct. It might have they might not have been good, but at least we have answers. They have no answers, you know, on a basketball court, you know, or, you know, say the basketball court or when you look at the football teams, simply ridiculous.
3: Correct. Now that's, that's exactly it. So I wonder green Bay, for example, like they're in our boat. Not, I don't know how many teams this off season have been just hating the off season and begging for the regular season to start. Now there are moves made. Don't get me wrong. Devonte Smith comes to town. Like, it's not that I'm not saying the Eagles offseason was a pile of crap. What I'm saying is that there was so much drama and chaos and firings and trades and drama and chaos and reports and leaks, right? That it's kind of like, Oh, we're finally back to football. I I don't know. Right. Green Bay feels that way, but look, San Diego, Buffalo, these teams don't feel that way. They're just gearing up, ready to go.
2: Well, it's a lie. It's not always sunny in Philadelphia, man, because no. at this point, we got a lot going on, man. There's so many things that are un- unknown as far as, you know, the football team. All we do know is that we have some players now, man. We yeah. have some players. And people aren't really looking at it necessarily like that. But the Eagles are full of talent. We, let, we probably let one of the most talented players leave and letting Carson go. But it doesn't change the fact we have a talented running back, we have a talented, you know, wide receiver room. We have speed that we never had before. This is probably the best, I, no, not probably. This is the best set of wide receivers I've seen the Eagles have in a long time. A very in fact, I might say since I played. Since I played, these are yeah. the best receiver I've seen. Man, I had some great receivers when I played, man. You know, um I mean Irvin Fryer was was great when he got to us. Uh, you know, Calvin Williams, you know, how guys like that, Fred Barnett.
3: Arkansas Freddy.
2: Yeah. So I had some really good receivers, you know, after that, it thinned out, but then since then I haven't, I haven't seen anybody that's really stepped up and, and, and been that type of receiver with the exception of T.O. But as a collective group, the talent that these guys have is real. Yeah. It's definitely I real.
3: No, I, I agree. And, and that's, that's where I think there's a connection to optimism.
2: Yes. Just makes- For me it is. That's what yeah. it is.
3: And and I think, yeah, you're right. It's just, it's going to take some time. Right. And, And here's why, like, there's a difference between being brand new and being brand new, like brand new and just being brand new. Like Lamar Jackson was brand new. Nobody had any idea what the hell this kid was when he stepped on the field. He was fast. He could throw the football. He was dynamic. He was tough to bring down. It took a little bit. They had to trade
2: up to get him in the first round. He was actually going to be a second rounder.
3: That's insane. Like, Baltimore took that risk on him. And then when Flacco goes down and he starts playing in that playoff series, you could see right away that this kid had talent, right? And then the following year, he steps on and he took, pardon me, he took Tennessee, kind of slowing him down that year after in the postseason. But that's the point. Is Well, that he always
2: had the talent.
3: He always know? does, and he still does. But that's yep. what I'm saying is that, There's the Eagles are not the macro of Lamar Jackson. It's not like Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, that defense are going to come in with stuff that A is talent and B coaching that the NFL has never seen before. Right. Team that's trying to go from really bad to decent with a bunch of new faces. Like there's a significant difference of catching
2: the league by surprise, right? This could happen though. That could happen. But I would say this. It's rare that you go and and you're that bad that fast. You know, you go from winning, you know, double digit double digit games the year before to yeah. to 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 just out and out just playing bad like that. It has to be a you know a glass half full view where they become really that good in just one year. Because if you can get that bad in one year, you can probably get that good also in one year.
3: But what would it take? Come on, you're like the Eagles to win the division alone would take. A lot of things outside of their control happening. I mean, well, Dallas, no question. Dallas would need to lose Dak Prescott again.
2: Well, defensively, I think we'll have a shot because we'll score some points. But can we stop some scoring? You know, there, there's a problem.
3: Do we need to go through the list of all of the skilled players that you laid out yesterday again, Barrett? I mean, you look around. That Logan Thomas just resigned for three years down in Washington. You could throw the football to anybody in this division. Anybody, right, every team in this division, now Philly to an extent, but the other three have top talent to tiered talent that you could uh, Gallup could beat you if you let them in Dallas. Like these they're they're guys. CD out the Lamb. Yeah, thank you.
2: Well, what if uh, they just wanted to run the ball, run the ball, and they had just Pollard and Elliot? You know what I mean? And Elliot. Yeah. So yes, that's a good team, man. You know, but but still, man, I I, I gotta be a believer, man. I got to be okay. a believer. Look, nothing wrong with that.
3: Josh Eberle is going to join us coming up. Talk about some potential Simmons destinations. For Hoop Mag, NBA Canada, fan sided as well. And, you know, I think there is a lot of questions now. Do you still think do you see this thing with Toronto? I know we talked about the Lowry stuff, but apparently the Sixers were asking for a lot.
2: for Ben (laughs) yeah man like what give me some of the parameters what they wanted
3: Lowry Van Vliet and I believe one if not two picks being first round probably something protected
2: well I mean this goes to show you they think how they think very very highly of Ben
3: they really do though
2: yeah you know they really do Ah, I just don't know man you're right, Marion. Yes, she's right, man. Kenneth Gainwell. They got Miles, Hurts. This You know. We don't know anything
3: about Gainwell, Hurts at all. We don't know about this offense. We have no idea if they can compete.
2: Potential. Potentially.
3: Potential they could be very fired. good. A lot right? of a lot of <laughs> former players have told me that, Barrett.
2: Brooks. No question. No Potential question. Potential will get you fired, man. Uh, the, the only – Out of those three guys, the only one that's really proven is, is, is Miles Sanders. Yeah,
3: and, and look, I'm not and, – and, and he's, he's still –
2: Still, he only does it experts spurts throughout his career. There's been, been spurts.
3: To be fair, though, this is the macro of the Hertz convo. I'm not saying to Marianne that they can't. I'm just saying we have, we have no idea. We have zero idea about this team. This might be the first time that I'm a fan of this team in 42 years on this planet where I have absolutely no clue what they're going to be like. Maybe that's a little exciting,
2: right? That is the excitement. The, the You know, truthfully, it's the unknown that's really making me optimistic. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I I can't go with looking at what makes sense because nothing has made sense the Eagles have done over the past, what, what, 17 months? There's nothing that could prove to me that this team would be this bad this fast going into this last season. Yeah. But over the 17th month, I don't know what the hell to think. I mean, you let your one of the best players go. And Carson wins. You let him go virtually for one and a possible. Yeah. A possible one. A definite uh-huh. two, but a possible one. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you just don't know, man. You don't know. I don't know Nick Seriani. Never heard of the guy until they said he was the head coach. I heard of Gannon. You Gannon was being passed around all, you know, the
3: to sent you a note, like, hey man, can you can you let like Shander say that type of stuff? Right. <laughs> you're, the, you're the guy that actually won here. Can you at least pretend that you've heard this guy? Right, right. Get Josh up here. Josh, I think we lost your video. Can you hear us at least?
1: Let's we'll see if we can. We'll see if we get this him up. No is rush. The middle
5: on the SportsMap Radio Network,
0: presented by Rocket Mortgage,
5: live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry. Nese. Uh,
3: we're gonna get back to this bet that we've made, not with just the Green Bay Packers futures, but now something new that's opened up with Aaron Rodgers and MVP. What can do. I love it. I love it. MVP. Just popped in. He looks like he's back up. We've got all the time in the world, so we don't want to rush Josh uh, by any means. You can follow Josh Eberle at Josh Eberle on Twitter. As mentioned, you can have chats with him on uh, the Spotify gym room. And also, you can follow all the things he does. Hoop Mag, NBA Canada, fan-sided as well. A pleasure, my friend. You and I have had chats on the phone, but we've never had the face-to-face. So it's it's a pleasure to have you in this capacity and we appreciate you popping on. That's Barrett Brooks, and you already know me, man.
12: What's up, bro? Yes, appreciate you guys having me on. It's uh, it's the first time I've used your uh, your app here too, and it's set. I'm trying to set up like the the phone in the room, getting all set <laughs> yeah. here. So it's an experience, <laughs> brother. Yeah.
3: No, you look great, man. Absolutely, the background, the the stability of the shot. So it's perfect. Just trust that everything is at least started off on the right foot. We'll leave it up to us to mess stuff up.
12: And the people don't even need to know that my phone's balancing on my lady's, like, makeup drawer right now, right? They don't even need (laughs) to know that.
3: (laughs) No, not at all. Now, you must have, like, do you have a Samsung? I'm just curious because that is a crisp shot.
12: No, I got the iPhone XS, something like that. Okay.
3: Okay. I switched over, and half of the show ridiculed me, but I, I stand by the camera for the Samsung. So you, you've got to look, man, you have made this work with the iPhone and the makeup deck cam uh, right there. That's what we're going to call it. Josh Everly from the makeup cam. (laughs) I've been
12: putting in as much work on this shot as Ben Simmons has been putting in on his shot. Yeah. Right. Right. right.
2: right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just saying, just saying that, you know, going into this, I mean, are we really overvaluing been at this point i mean is that organization saying all right we want a king's ransom for a guy that's you know you see is totally flawed but you know we love his flaws we'll keep him here if we have to man the
12: the proposed or reported deal that matt Morley laid out yesterday that they allegedly asked the raptors for involving fred van fleet the kyle lowry sign and trade og ananobi and the fourth pick is insanity and i mean you I think we've all heard before in this past that Daryl Morey was a little ambitious with his trade offers, so much so that other GMs at times hated dealing with him. That's an insane offer, and there's no way Toronto's sitting on that call, even entertaining that. I think if that's genuine, if that's not just a ridiculous starting point to see where they can go, and that's genuinely what the Sixers are hoping for, then Ben Simmons will be a Sixer come next season.
3: Do you think that there is any somewhat like producer's mentality here in Morey where he overshoots the mark to then come back to Simmons and kind of force him in this corner of like, look, we tried. You're back. You know what this city fan base team expects of you. If this isn't a motivator to light a fire under your ass, I don't know what could be. It's a little bit of a reach. I get it, but I have to cover all bases while we have you.
12: Yeah, I think no chance, man. Like this next generation isn't here for the Phil Jackson mind games. Yeah. Ben Simmons reportedly, right um, prior to last deadline, was telling people that he was prepared to go and thought he was getting traded. And so to go through that, have this season be thrown under the bus by your team and teammates, you know, to apparently, you know, distance yourself somewhat from the franchise, knowing that you're being shopped again. I don't think there's any way to Ben Simmons back next season. Like, I love Philadelphia. I can't work to, wait to work harder for these guys. I think they very much are. They're in it now, so they need to find a deal. But I, I honestly, I've looked around the league so much. I love playing with that trade machine, but it's tough. I think Simmons' value is at a really weird place where the Sixers aren't going to get back what they want for him, and and
2: that's it's a tough place to be. That yeah, well, that is the place they're in, and we know this. Uh, Maury knows this. But does Ben know this? Does he not comprehend and understand that, you know, he finally figured out, you know, I have a kink in my armor. I've been exposed nationally. You know, what can I do now to do it, you know, to to, to get this shot going, to get this free throw going? Is there any chance now that he sees that he he is mortal, that he changed it around for himself?
12: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Ben Simmons very much appears to be a guy. Um, over his career, who he is, who he is. He's somewhat immune to criticism. Um, in fact, I think he's turned mute on all star level teammates in the past, telling them to change his game. so i, I don't I don't know I, I don't know him personally. I'm not trying to slander his character or anything like that, but it very much feels like Ben Simmons is gonna do what Ben Simmons wants to do. We haven't seen any improvement in his jump shot at this point in his career. People are still hoping that he's gonna turn that around and eventually be some sort of a stretch for. Draymond scenario it's not going to happen Um, I think the things that you can control or that he could be better at um, you know being more aggressive you know attacking the basket you know finding ways to be involved in the offense where he doesn't have the ball that don't involve shooting so being a more active cutter screener like those those are possibilities but I think they have to come in a a scenario or situation where the middle is a little bit more open he's a little bit more engaged and I just don't know that that can be Philadelphia anymore.
3: Yeah, I think there's a general consensus to the final point you made here in the city that not only is it great for the team if they could get something of of decent value back, but also for Ben himself. And before we look at realistic targets, I know you've been crunching the machine. You put out the tweet last week on the Kings that we wanted to just follow up on and, and just get your general thoughts on destinations, realistic destinations. I'm just curious, have you ever seen anything like this? And, and look, we battle right here on this show, Josh. Ben Simmons is all NBA on defense. Like Ben Simmons is a top five, you could argue, top seven defensive player in the NBA every single year, if not top three, depending on how the votes played out. He's He's got vision. He's got size. He can He can do stuff in this league effortlessly at times, but he drives everybody mad because of the obvious stuff. It's not. I don't know. It's not Jason Kidd, as you mentioned, right. Who has worked on his jump shot and improved Rondo. I feel a hundred Rondo right now. I feel a hundred times more confident taking threes or any outside shot. So have you ever seen anything like this, where there is such a gap in, in a guy where he doesn't stink and he actually does provide some really good things on the court that few can do.
12: Yeah, he is. He's a totally unique case. I was trying to think about this too. Like, who are players who you instantly saw an incredibly high ceiling for. And then for whatever reason, the things that they were worse at, they never improved at. And the name that actually came to mind was Roy Hibbert in Indiana, who felt like if he just got a little bit of touch, was a little bit more aggressive on the boards, that he was going to be a 2010 all-star. And he just never added that extra level to his game. But even that's not directly relatable. I mean, Simmons, what was the game he had against LeBron when he was in Cleveland that one year where he had like 40, 10, something like that and it just felt like oh my goodness man this this kid's gonna be so special he can't even shoot yet and now five years later we're like he can't even shoot yet like the
2: the tone is just so different
3: (laughs) same words you're right
2: oh (laughs) man that's crazy. this is crazy because we're having this conversation you know you wouldn't have you could have bought me with a wooden nickel because we're talking about going through the process of being in the process not a process is done And the process kid is still in the process of learning how to process a jumper and and process how to shoot free throws. I mean, I I, I can't go on with this process anymore, man. Yeah, I hear you. Apologies, guys. I'm going to have to hop out for one sec here.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Whatever you need, brother. We'll talk. If you want to pop back in, go ahead. I'll be back in like uh, two. (laughs) Yep. all good.
2: All good. That's kids, man. You know about that now. You okay. know about that now. I'm telling you,
3: I might have to <laughs> I was hoping for Harry to dip in for like the final couple of minutes just because it's it's non-stop like it's just my wife up there and anything outside of the norm like if he breaks away from the routine you know you need a second pair of hands. You need a you second to, pair right. of eyes. You need a second pair of uh, you need a body, you need another soul.
2: Oh, hey, well, at least, your, at least your wife is taking care. Like, my wife thought that, you know, when we had ours, that she carried them for nine months. And then after that, I had them for the next nine months, just so you know. <laughs> She's like, oh, you just play football. You play a game. So you can take You can come home and take care of I'm like, I just got through choking a 400-pound man. Now you want me to come home and wrestle with my sons, my daughters? I mean, come on. Give me a break. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just just what it is, bro. It's what it is.
3: That's tough, man. That is a <laughs> that's a tough life right there, where you have to justify your existence as an NFL player, as a Super Bowl. Champion. I thought I had it rough here in my house. Bruh. My wife just respects nothing that I do. <laughs> she's seen it, right? Like she's watched me on TV. She's seen this show. She doesn't respect this at all. Like I the, can't. Get that, looks it. that looks no, no. too easy. That looks way too no. easy. Now, we we were uh, under the assumption here because Barrett is now an empty nester and I am a brand new five week old father. Was there something was this parent related where you had to just dip out?
12: Uh, It it was. not It it was house related. So I have uh, a family friend contractor showing up and he's ringing the doorbell. I was like, oh, no, I got to run. But I apologize. Okay.
3: Yeah. We thought, just because it's on the tip of our tongue here, is <laughs> trying to give me parenting advice, even though he hasn't been, like, an actual hands-on parent with a newborn forever.
7: No. The no, other see.
3: host who's off here today, Harry, is older than both of us, Barry and I. He's mid-50s. He'll never have oh, a yeah. kid. He's <laughs> anti-kid. So, I'm stuck out here. I-, I need all the help I can get, Josh.
12: I'm pro kid, but we are
2: uh, we're a couple years away, I think, from from that, <laughs> that situation, bro. It's nothing like it, man. I'm done now. I can wipe my hands to it. God, yeah, said, well done. I'm I'm done with these kids, man. Now I got grandkids. Anytime, anytime I don't want to be Hey, let's go beat it, kid. You know, get out of here, go to your mom and dad. You know what I mean? That's that's what I can do now. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Well, uh, well, well, speaking of kids like that, since. Daryl Morey and Ben is not his kid. He's <laughs> yeah. not, you know, part of this whole process. He could care less about it. You know, uh, Doc Rivers, he can care less about it. Does that, you know, kind of govern a different mindset, a different way of thinking when it when you approach Ben? Because, you know, before that, you know, Ben, you know, held kids' gloves on him. Now sure. they really don't have that allegiance to him. No, yeah, that's definitely part of it, man. I, I
12: think, you know, but... Whether, whether it was new faces or not, I think the expectations not being met year after year or, <coughs> excuse me, even if there was marginal growth in certain areas behind the scenes, the lack of tangible change in his offensive game has probably lost him a lot of good faith with whoever would have walked in there. But yeah, I mean, similar to what, what's going to happen with Boston and Brad Stevens. I mean, relationships change when people's roles change. So uh, I, I think that definitely factors in.
3: Is there a trade that you have come across either on your own or through chatting, uh, you and whoever it may be, right? Is there a trade that has made the most sense? And this doesn't have to be like reported. I'm just saying you and, and what you've seen or created that makes the most sense with Ben Simmons.
12: I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's two ways to go here, right? I, I think Philly's going to have to add a lot more than they think they're going to have to add with Ben if they want to entertain a Beal or they want to entertain a Lillard, and I just don't know if like w- with where they're at with Maxi and Highball and you know future picks. I don't. I don't think they're Philly fans gonna be like we have to add with Ben Simmons. We have to add all <laughs> our young guys. But yeah, I think it's reached that point. So I think I think there's a team out there though, like a Sacramento or an Orlando or a Minnesota who knows that they never get to sign a player of Ben Simmons caliber and frequency who knows that like they have to buy low on other on guys like this because they don't get those blue chip talents ever in those organizations. And my best guess is that Ben Simmons is going to wind up with one of those teams that is willing to pay a little bit above market to bring him in because they know they can't get a guy like that any other way. And that's kind of why that Sacramento trade was so, I don't know, realistic in my mind.
2: Yeah, really. In the aspect, Pat, that, you
12: hold know. on,
3: real quick. We're go- we're okay. gonna keep Josh for another co- a minute or so here. Barrett has uh, one more live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. We'll be back in three on Sports Map Radio. You- go ahead,
2: Barrett. Well, you know, looking at you know, looking at their Rock the King's roster, I mean, do they really have anything that um that you know at this point the 76ers would say is is, is, is of equal value to who what they you know term as their All Star?
12: I don't think that they do, but I I think you know potentially as a part of a three-way deal the Kings oh, okay. might be w- willing to deal a lot more picks and pieces than another team would be so like, like I think I initially threw out some combination of healed Bagley and three future firsts but I think what you do is you take healed and then you move Bagley in those three future firsts for something else that comes in and helps you immediately but I, I don't think man I, I don't think Dame is happening And I don't think there's a name that they're going to be able to bring back where fans are going to feel like it's fair value right off the hop. But similar to Toronto, and I know Rudy Gay is a way lower player. Like, I know that's not a direct comparison, but Rudy Gay got dealt um, for Grievous Vasquez and Patrick Patterson. The Raptors were an immediately better team because the chemistry was better, the spacing was better. They're going to get higher caliber players than that, but that might be the deal that Philly is looking at. Like, who are two guys that we know come in and help us, even if their names are nowhere near as flashy as Ben Simmons? That might be where they're at as well. And I know the Brogdon first deal. I don't know if you guys talked about that a couple weeks ago when that was reported. Like, that's another deal where I think that's kind of where the value's at, where it probably makes them a better team.
2: We thought so also.
12: But it's not exciting. It's not sexy. You're not feeling like you hit that out of the park. And Maury doesn't seem to
2: like those kind of deals. Well, we you know, we, just, we did discuss uh, maybe a trade, you know, and and, and I'll I give it to Aton for, for thinking this. You well, know, it's going the, about the let three. Let th- set yeah, set go ahead. Go ahead yeah. real
3: quick. Okay. So uh, a couple of years. And look, I, I am not one for revisionist history. I get a ton. We're in break now. We're not on the radio yet. We'll be back in a minute. I get a ton of shit wrong all the time. More so sure. than I get right. I mean, that that's nobody would argue that. But years ago, I remember battling and having these fights locally with people on a sports talk radio show I was doing here in Philadelphia. Surprise, surprise! Right, battling and all, just about the idea of drafting Brandon Ingram as opposed with spacing and the fit for Embiid as opposed to Ben Simmons. So when this idea of trading Simmons came up, and there was some rumor or, or just murmur, if you will, about Ingram, that's where Barrett's going as we brought it. But it would just be. It would be a big victory if somebody oh. who knows the league and covers the league like you would come out and say, "You know what? Years ago, they should have drafted Brandon Ingram over Ben uh, Simmons."
12: You know, at the time, it was—I think it was somewhat Sorry, entertained. God. It was somewhat entertained. I remember that conversation, but they were also calling Brandon Ingram Thingram, and there were, <laughs> <laughs> there, were there were worries that he was ever going to be big enough to survive the season. So. I, I kind of get where Philly went, but yeah, in
2: hindsight, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, and during that time period, we—I can remember us um, questioning his toughness, his his um, his commitment to the game. Remember that we we were like that, I we were like questioning that.
3: You were at all? The no, no, no. Question, question. Shows.
2: Ben, to my Ben. Oh, Ben. ben. From from okay. what he did with LSU and the lack of him wanting to be there, really. Yeah. There, and I the mean, those questions, those
12: questions did arise, and it has played out that way. And it's interesting because people always say that that intangible stuff in interviews is stupid, and they get right. you know, front offices get flamed for asking basic interview questions that you would get asked in any <laughs> other job, but that still exists within NBA players. Not everybody loves the grind the same way.
3: Yeah. Josh, we appreciate it, brother, big time. At Josh Eberly, of course, on Twitter. If you give us maybe 20, 30 seconds on your way out, is the sure. NBA going to change its direction and path because players are being embarrassed on an international level? I, I don't necessarily know if, if the end because they make so much money, it's such a great product. Do you anticipate any change as a result of what's happening internationally?
12: I don't think so. And I, I remain just like baffled that people continue to like the differences in play for USA's lack of a showing so far. Give me a break, man. Like you have the best shooters in the world. You have more spacing. The three-point line is closer. Them having a guy in the key all times, if nothing else, opens up more three-point shots, and you're just not hitting them. Like, I, 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 all this, they haven't played together. Oh, Kevin Durant and Dame haven't had the same amount of cups of coffee that Andrew Bogut and Patty Mills have had over the last (laughs) – Get out of here, man. Even KD said it was like this chemistry argument is like whatever. Like, you know what? They haven't figured it out. They haven't done well. They're annoyed that Pop's trying to play San Antonio Spurs system with an Olympic all-star level talented roster. There's a lot of things you can point at, but the, the culture, the rules. USA is favored by 41 yep. and a half points today. For, it, 41 and a half. I don't want to hear any excuses. Just
4: get the job done. Man. Absolutely, man. I'm You're absolutely right, man. Josh, thank you, brother. Appreciate
3: Off you, man. Enough, really.
4: Thanks, guys. <laughs>
3: thank you. That's Josh Eberly again on uh, Twitter. HoopMag and oh, look, Harry's back here. Now, this Harry, what's again, up again. Make sure you follow Josh at Josh Jeffrey, Poop Mag, NBA Canada, Fan Side. Just follow him; you'll see him across the board of what he does. Now we have a new scenario that we we need to take a break here, right across the board. But we have a new scenario that we're going to present to you regarding our Aaron Rodgers MVP, or pardon me, our Aaron Rodgers uh, Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl bet. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna need your help. Don't go anywhere because we're gonna have to take a break really quick.
4: All right, all right. I'm getting on the merit.
3: Oh, there you go. You're not too far. You, know, you got a couple hours. You'll be you'll be home. Did you stop to eat anywhere? No, no. All right, we're back in three.
9: It's the middle. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media Channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Go now to Steersnacks.com.
10: In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations.
11: The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project...
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
10: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.
11: Learn more at ibew98.org.
2: Yo, Harry. Harry. Yeah. How'd you hit him yesterday? (laughs) What's that? I said, how'd you hit him yesterday?
4: Not too bad. Not too bad. We only played nine. We walked.
2: Oh. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good workout there. You're a trooper. Oh,
4: yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I just can't do that, bro. No? <laughs> no. Nah. I've only walked the course one time, and I only went nine.
4: I think it's the only way to go. Like If you have a cat and you're walking, it's the greatest.
2: Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you on your game. You are gonna hit it straighter because you don't feel like going and looking for it, right?
1: Uh, it,
4: yeah, well, that doesn't work. That, <laughs> uh, you know when you're in a cart, you know you're you're careening to your next to the to and you you end up playing faster than you do when you. Oh, get out! I think you you tend to play a little bit better when you're walking. That's what I've come to know.
3: Hmm. You know, it's also, it's it's a good way to know the course that you're hitting on.
4: It's really spotty for me. What is? How's my audio?
3: <clears throat> Fine for me.
2: This is going in and out. Why it's you say it's spotty? Jump. Fine
3: for me.
4: Well, it's really like you guys are dropping out.
3: I'll... Okay. No, we hear you fine.
4: Oh, okay, okay.
3: Yeah. So, what? What was the highlight of the trip?
4: Well, uh, winning the uh, fantasy league golf. It's probably the highlight of the trip.
3: Well, that didn't really factor in on you being away, though. You could have done that anywhere.
4: Playing golf. Okay. Well, it's true, but you know, it uh, yeah, dinner, by the beach. dinner by the beach was pretty good. You know, last night's uh, meal was really good too.
7: All
3: right, great. We're just trying to figure out, man. That's true. all. Sounds like you ate a lot, which is great. Right. That's what uh, if you're not eating on vacation, then what why are you Yeah, you know, polish
1: right?
4: Half guy on a gym Do you have
3: any <laughs> He's out. Right. We have enough of that mollusk. Rodgers <laughs> has reported to training camp.
2: We knew that. We knew that.
3: Just great news. Right. And you it's know, I'm great. really
2: seriously contemplating this, uh you know, that's um, MVP.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's do that now. Harry's back with us. We got a, a chance to talk to him about it for a quick second, okay? Yep. yep. Here we go. This this is it. Now we have Sean in the house. So I thought I didn't realize Ron was on vacation this whole time. Sean, I'm this sorry. I thought Ron was back property
0: property. there. In partnership uh, with Jacob oh, really? Oh, really?
3: And you, my friend. Oh, really? The middle. We got, mates <laughs> we got mates on the
5: sports map. Think Radio so.
0: Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. If oh, not, then it's somebody else we rocket can
5: live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Ace.
3: Well, here we go. The second hour underway on Sports Map Radio. We invite you to consume the program that way or. Live on the Jacob Media YouTube page, where you should hit us up with a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the program as well. And Harry's back with us on his way back, this trek home from northeastern Connecticut. And on his way back, there was a little bit of a break where he joined us at the start of the show. We had Josh Eberly, a couple of other things going on. Now, I'm curious, right? We talked about this bet, and it makes way too much sense. We already crowdsourced one bet with the Packers, and I think we should do another one. Barrett mentioned how Aaron – look, Aaron Rodgers is back. He's there. He's in camp, so that whole story is ridiculous. He's going to play this year. We know that. Barrett mentioned, just to be quick and concise here, Barrett mentioned he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder bigger than we've ever seen him play with a chip on his shoulder, and he's already playing with a chip on his shoulder, and he's one of the best, if not one of the top best quarterbacks of all time. He sits right now at plus 1,000 for the MVP, which is the second highest granted, but still in quad numbers. Now, to me, Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP this season is more like a 750 type bet. So the fact that we can get him at 1,000, I'm thinking we, like Barrett, you and I did the other day, should invite people to crowdsource this bet if they want to get in on Rodgers at plus plus a 1,000.
4: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good play. I agree with Barrett's assessment that he's going to be uh, very angry with the, you know, it's got to be a chip. That's a boulder on his shoulder coming into this season. And, you know, he's going to play out of his mind. And I think, you know, every now and then the NFL gives you storybook endings like they did when – when Bettis and Barrett won their Super Bowl rings in Detroit. Ah, da, da. I mean, that was, that yep. was a storybook ending. Uh, you know, and I still contest that the officials made sure of it, but that's, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, nobody's taken back the trophy or the ring, and I think it would be a storybook ending uh, for for Aaron Rodgers to win in his final season with the Green Bay Packers. That's, and with the MVP. That's
3: exactly right. Now, do we need to yeah. open up? The super chat here. That was beautiful, by the way. Do we need to open up the super chat for people to get in? Aaron Rodgers plus a thousand. Sure. Futures bet. Now are we yes, going to put I, in?
4: I think you're spot on too. That normally I would think that that would be plus seven hundred, plus seven fifty. So I don't it's think pretty a good, good value, right?
3: Like I, I just don't think I'm going to check a couple of other books here. Yeah. I just don't think it's adjusted. I know some
2: took it off the board, but So you need me to Venmo you or, uh, or send it the last time I sent it the same way I did it the last time? Yeah. Because I'm yeah. in. I'm in on it.
3: Oh yeah, but yeah. Let's, okay, but hold on a second here. Hold on a second. All right, let me make sure. I want to make sure that we're getting the best odds across the board.
4: I like when Barrett's excited about a bet.
2: Yeah, me yeah. too. You know what I mean? This this is, this is this is this is almost this is almost like taking candy from a baby.
4: Yeah,
2: I know. You're Something's freak, wrong yeah. here. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what is going I'm,
4: on? Nor, normally, Barrett's rolling his eyes at this point of the
2: show, but now he's all fired up. He wants to Venmo you money. <laughs> I cannot believe this. Is it, you know, a thousand? He's at a That's great money. It's nothing like a guy that feels slighted by his organization to just rub it in their face and show well, it's you. It's like, yes, like Tom Brady, season. Yeah, like Brady exactly. last season. Yeah. Exactly. 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 That's yeah. exactly what it is. It's a Tom Brady scenario. All right, I'm going to show you that your your squad that you have now totally sucks. And then look at me. I just won a Super Bowl. It's the exact same thing.
3: But here's the thing. And, and real quick, Barrett. We talked about this in the first hour i actually feel better about this bet than i do the packers simply because harry's all right here we go he's freezing a little bit because of the connection but just stick with us harry all right are you there yeah that's fine i see i see his head moving like a turtle yeah (laughs) but that's the thing I feel great about this bet because they could lose in the NFC Championship game. They could lose in the Super Bowl. It's still a great story, and he's still going to have the narrative working for him as far as the MVP is concerned, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, think about it. You know, Patrick Mahomes has set this bar ridiculously high that if he throws, if he has a normal season for like where Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Jackson, or even Prescott had, they would win the MVP. But The bar is just set so high for Mahomes that I think it's unfair for him. I think Tom Brady comes out where he would have to have a ridiculous season because the bar is set so high for him. Josh Allen, look, I get it. He's a great quarterback in this league right now. He's probably going to be rotating top three to four each week, but he's not an MVP unless he dominates the league. And you have Prescott who would have to dominate the league. You know what I'm saying? These guys have such high bars in Mahomes or Brady or simply have such a high expectation in Allen Prescott Stafford even.
4: Yeah, what about Stafford? That was my that was where I was going to go. On the well, hold on. Radio Network
5: presented by
0: Rocket Mortgage.
5: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Hayes.
3: So Matthew Stafford sits at plus 1600. It's not significantly more value than where Aaron Rodgers is, mind you. Mm-hmm. But you know, the for Stafford to win the MB, like that's a really cool story, right? Dude yeah. suffered Detroit forever. Now he's out. I just think Aaron Rodgers is, and it's not that he's the better quarterback, which he is, Aaron Rodgers just is in a better position to control his own destiny. Like, Matthew Stafford needs the coach to work, Matthew Stafford needs to get accustomed to the guys he's throwing to, not to say that they, won't. the Rams are going to be a good football team, don't get me wrong, but if all things are equal, doesn't Aaron Rodgers win this debate over
2: everybody except for arguably Mahomes? Well, you, you, you're looking at a situation where, um, yes, you're, you're, you're dealing with a guy that feels slighted. number one. Number two, the organization wants to get as much as they can from him the last year they have from him. So they're looking for their high expectations also. But then you have guys like Devontae Adams, who's in his contract year, who's going to want to ride off in the sunset with him and get that money also. Yeah, and the other so thing he's is, playing for a contract.
4: The, and the other thing is, Barrett and a ton of that. Aaron Rodgers is in a much easier division.
2: Yes, yes.
3: Wait, well, I'm sorry. What then was that last part?
2: Aaron Rodgers is in a much easier division to win.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's Bears, it, right? like. He doesn't have to win the the Super Bowl, Harry. He doesn't have to win. He doesn't have to make it to the Super Bowl to win the MVP.
4: No, you're right about that, but I think he will.
3: Well, let's hope he does because of the bet we have.
4: Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, we're 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 gonna, we're gonna cash at both ends.
3: <laughs> this is what I love about this bet, man, is that we can pop in here.
2: You know. You guys understand, you have to say, I mean, too, as the
4: season goes on.
2: Right, right, right. Uh, I, I, I know what it is to be that guy, man. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, the organization, you know, all right, they're just giving up on you. Same thing happened, you know, with, with Philly. So I had to go on to bigger and better things. But I made sure I balled out the year before I left. Yeah. And let them know, hey, you guys messed up, but hey, I'm going to go ahead and uh, finish this thing off. Let me keep the party going.
3: It's amazing that level of motivation can just be the difference of somebody being pro to all pro yep. all pro to hall of fame or borderline to good. Like whatever it may be, it just might be that, that motivation, man. Right. Like sometimes it, it just, it happens in life. This is not an NFL or just a sports thing. It just happens in life. Like it's not about getting comfortable. It's not about getting complacent. It's just about hitting not even a wall, but a ceiling where yep. it's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm doing my workouts. I'm, I'm and maybe this is it. Maybe this is all I can be. And then all of a sudden you had this little extra motivation, man. I hate this dude. Who's now the boss or I hate it. Or, or the, you know, you don't trust me, whatever it is. And you have this extra motivation. You put that behind Aaron Rodgers. That's like a, a forest fires worth of an ignition.
2: I mean, he's, he's arguably the best player in the league, man. So of course he's, you know, he's going to go out there and light it up. You know what I mean? He's going to light it up just to say, I told you, so." There's nothing like going to the man and sticking it to the man. Right. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to stick it to the man and get out of there.
3: Now, we need to know, is Harry going to stick around for fake news with Sean Mapes?
2: He can't hear. Yeah.
3: And you know what, though? At least he's here in
2: spirit, right?
4: Who do they open the season with?
2: Green Bay. Let me check it out.
3: Well, I sure doubt I it a...
2: because the connection is different.
3: I think you should stick around just in case. You never know. You never know.
4: Yeah. Who does Green Bay start with?
2: Uh, they open. Yeah, they. Um, I'm looking at the preseason schedule. We get through the preseason schedule. The pre-season. they open up with the Saints, September in 12th, in New Orleans. Yep.
4: Their
3: last She's preseason game. Man. I'm in New Canaan. I've been to Dog's house. Oh, Mad Dog's house, yeah. <laughs> uh, up in New Canaan, uh, Connecticut. <laughs> I saw him at the grocery store. Now, Harry, so here's the thing, though. You're now in a metropolis. like that. The connection shouldn't be this bad. You know what you should do, Harry? You should I know disconnect and then come back in because you're now in you're now in southeast Connecticut, where from Norwalk to Stamford to eventually New York State, like Rye and Westchester, you should be in, in good cell service. You're not even in the countryside anymore. There you go. Now you look good. Is it better? Yeah.
7: Okay. That's a, that's a yeah, beautiful
4: New, hat. And, and Darian? Darien, yeah,
7: yeah. All right.
4: Now, do you think they named the character in Wall Street after this this
7: town?
3: What's the guy's name in Wall Street? Do we know? No, I don't. Is it Darien? Not Daryl Hannah. <laughs> that's the, not Daryl Hannah. That's right. her.
4: It was her character.
3: What was her name? Darian. Right.
4: Yes, Darian.
3: How did you pronounce it?
4: It's the same. Okay. Okay. Darian. Well, he says Darienne because he also says Crown Royale.
3: No, but Darienne is how you pronounce it. It's, that's the lo- like. Stop and get gas. And ask, Look, how do you pronounce this town? We're not going to say Darien. I can promise you that.
2: Darion.
3: Stop at a White Castle, all right? right. Off exit. Okay. You could stop exit nine and, and go to the WWE headquarters. Oh, yeah, in Stanford. Correct. And yeah. there's a McDonald's there that's always moving. You never will wait on a It doesn't matter how many people there. They open it at sucker up. So, maybe in in that regard, you can taste, you can do a little taste test, you know, from that standpoint.
4: Yeah, exactly. All right. Now, how many, what was Josh Everly's take on Ben Simmons and where he was preparing us for the
3: worst? He was preparing us for the worst case scenario, which is basically getting 55 to 60 cents on the dollar and going back to a Malcolm Brogdon and first round draft pick. As being something like more realistic oh. of what to expect.
2: Oh wow! Yep,
4: that's sobering news. Yeah, yeah, hey,
2: we have to temper our expectations on, you know, the worth of a of a Ben Simmons. Like we're we're still overvaluing what he was in our lives and who he and who did what and what did he do? I mean, i I'm 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 over it now. I have to be yeah. over it. You, I mean, because it just doesn't make sense to me uh-huh. that. You know he, he has all the accolades to back it up but why does he suck during during the during the postseason that's I me mean, that's that's the problem that I have with him you can't suck during the postseason you, know? I, I, you can suck all season but not in the postseason you know that's when you step up well he's that's the when cream rides to the top yeah
3: they will take the exact opposite on uh, you know the back end of a seven game road trip who are starting you know half of their five but then when things clamp down it's it's a problem no I, I think that was like, that's the message I got, right? Was that this is not going to be some sort of fairy tale ending where Daryl Morey saves the day. I just don't think he's he's equipped. Unless you're parting ways with guys that I don't want. Like, okay, so this is the hypothetical, right? This is the hypothetical. Would you rather have a trade involving Simmons, Maxie, and Theibel for somebody beyond legit? Like Bradley Beal, you start to have that conversation, right? Would you rather that or simply a trade in Ben Simmons that clears some cap and also brings back yeah. a guy who's, who's really good? Not great. Maybe not even an all-star this year, but really good. Really? And look, there are about 50 guys in the NBA who are not all-stars that are still good to really good.
4: To well, is a
3: borderline all-star who's good to really good at times. Who?
4: Yeah, see. I Mello? Mellow. Mellow. Who'd you say? I just wanted you to give me an example of a oh. player like
2: that with all-star potential, potential, and uh, but just just didn't make the all-star this year. Uh, boom, boom. Uh, would you say, um, Lorenzo Ball is teetering on that? Which I guess Lorenzo not. or Lonzo? I mean Lonzo Ball. Lonzo ball. I thought it was pretty good this year.
3: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if that's like is that the expectation so low? <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> right? Or that Halliburton guy.
3: Well no, that's what I'm saying. You're throwing more stuff in. Like, you're not going to get Buddy Healed Bagley, and Halliburton for Ben Simmons and a draft pick.
2: No, but you can probably get... No. You, you, you take out the draft pick, I, I I bet you can. Wouldn't you say? No, this is part of what Josh was
3: saying, is that the Sixers, in order to get to a point where they can get something that makes sense, and I don't mean blow the doors off, but just makes sense... The Sixers are going to have to throw stuff in, and remember, I'm paraphrasing what Josh Everly said last hour. But the Sixers are going to have to throw stuff in that fans are not going to like, and maybe That's, that is Tyrese Maxey, maybe that is Matisse Thybul. But
2: you know, well, I thought I thought that was the opposite sense uh, going in with um, if we're talking about the Kings deal. Well, you're right. He said with the Kings deal, he said it's going to have to be a two-team deal, three-team for, total. For, yeah, to to. Get you know, I guess at least something for Ben Simmons. I mean Halliburton. I mean, I I, I could see him getting him. Look, Buddy love...
3: Halliburton, like they they love. I, I'm going to throw him,
4: but I throw him in any deal.
3: Who? Maxi or Thibault? It doesn't matter at this point. Yes, I I think if I you,
4: would... <laughs> I love Maxi, but I'd throw him in any deal.
3: But that's not getting you back. Like Halliburton for Maxi, I don't think is an even swap, personally. I think Halliburton has a little more value. He's proven it where Maxi has had small, doesn't mean Maxie can't play. I hope to God this kid can play. But he's got a very small sample size of what he's been able to do, whereas Halliburton right. throughout the entire season, really plus. So maybe the Kings are like, hey, we're not. Look, this ain't Vladdy Devox Kings. Okay, you're not just going to get swindled at the first. This is not a game of three card Monty where Vladi Divac can't follow the nut. (laughs) The Red Queen, you ever get burned on that first day in Detroit as a member of the Lions going down to get a a slice of uh, God awful Detroit pizza. (laughs) <laughs> Somebody running their three-card money, follow the queen, follow the queen, follow the queen. <laughs> like, what the hell, man? I got money to burn. I'm, I'm a lion now. All right? Well, what the hell else am I going to do in Detroit? You throw 100 down? Damn, I just had it. Throw another 100 down? Damn, I just had it. No? Okay. Okay. Look, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it just for anything here at this point, but
7: right, that was man. the
2: big takeaways that we're so, going to have to pony up at the very least. So we're saying that at this point, you know, there's not going to be a trade. Mm.
3: Well, I don't know that either.
2: And he said uh, it was a possibility. Josh said yes. it was a possibility. Oh, yes, absolutely. Very strong possibility.
3: Now that also brings up the conspiracy. Now, Josh was not willing to buy into it, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to kill it by any means. I wonder if there is a backing somebody into a corner without backing them into the corner by Overshooting the value for Simmons, only to come back to him and saying, "Look, man, we couldn't do it. You're stuck here." Like if you're Daryl Morey, would you rather trade Simmons for fifty cents on the dollar or just keep him?
4: Right. I think at that think point you'd have him. to keep him. Yeah. yeah,
3: but you can't keep him as is. So you. He's, like, he's har- already
2: broke, though. Well, okay, real quick. Now nah, his feelings be- are hurt, also.
3: Yes, yes, feelings are hurt, and and that is a very fair point, an accurate point, I believe. To raise all right, so let's let's take a quick one here. Our buddy Bill Schmidt from Sports Map Radio and Beyond. This guy works more in Milwaukee than I do here in Philly. He's also evening host on Sports Map Radio. He's gonna pop on for a couple of minutes because of this whole Aaron Rodgers stuff. And I just want to make sure we're making the right bet before we make the bet. We're already locked in when it comes to winning the Super Bowl. But from the MVP standpoint, just just to look at that, real quick. Harry with us as well. And there is this other element you just brought up there at the end about dealing with Simmons. Want to get to when we get back. All here on The Middle.
6: I get scared sometimes.
1: Of a lot of things.
6: Joining in.
1: Decisions. The dark. The dark.
6: But I
8: once heard someone say.
1: But as I always say. it's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Oh, this man.
3: is The
5: Middle on the Sports map Radio Network.
0: Presented
5: by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studio. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Nick.
3: Remember when Mark Schlereth was out there running, uh, doing the rounds saying how Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded to the Denver Broncos, and everybody went crazy and started betting the Broncos and all this other stuff. And look, I have no doubt that he was told something, but right. Do you not realize when you're being used as a piece for leverage versus
2: not? I mean, my goodness. It's out of the sources, man. Sources trying to move the chain, move the barometer of uh, was what an organization going to do. Right?
3: And Rogers was probably the guy who told Schlereth that. Hey, man, hey, man, to make sure you tell him this because it adds more gas to this fire. This dude was never going anywhere. And then the whole retirement stuff, he was never going anywhere, ever. No.
2: No, right? No, no, I don't think so. So, I mean, he's too, he has too much worth to the team, way too much worth to the team. And I'm surprised that, um, I'm really surprised that Green Bay as an organization isn't talking to the GM, like, you know, yo, chill, yeah, chill with that. You know what I mean? We're talking about, you know, you know, a top three quarterback in the league, you're just. Allowing to just leave next year. I'm telling you, man, it's
3: to see that. I think here's the thing. If the Packers, I was trying to think about this, right? It makes sense from the Packers standpoint. If you look at, honestly, if you look at the history that they've gone through, where guys from start to far, they've gone, they've left, they've still had years, whatever people have moved on. The Packers have been okay. But also, if you know this thing is not meant to last, you might as well go out with a bang, right? And if the Packers can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, it and I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it doesn't matter if he comes back following that year, right? Like, he's, go- he's not going to be here forever. You're going to have to get out from under it, and you've left under the best possible circumstances. Like, it would be the same thing if Brady won a Super Bowl, the his final year in New England. And it's like, look, if this dude wants to leave, he doesn't like it anymore, he hates Bellet, go ahead. You've left under the best circumstances. Now, that's a little different because Brady already brought multiple rings. I'm just saying, does that make sense to you as far as Rodgers, where if I'm the Packers, I'm thinking, hey, I can sell this easily and we can look great easily to people that Aaron Rodgers left because at least he won a Super Bowl.
2: Right, exactly. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They know they really messed up in getting them that angry, to, to you know, to make them leave. I mean, just, he's a one of those, you know, twice in a lifetime guys that come by to your uh, locker room. You know, just what so happened that that uh, Brett Favre was first and he's second. But we're talking about a talent man that's top three in the league at the most valuable position in the league. I mean, how, how can you let that happen? How can you allow that to happen on your regime? That's on your watch. Yeah. On this GM's watch, you you're the one who pushed Brett Favre out the door. You know, you, know, you're, you're, your fans aren't going to like that too much, man. So they have to make it, you know, spin it in the best light that they can because, you know, evidently, um, Love is not ready if they're pushing him out like this. Love definitely isn't ready to play or, no, or will he are, ever be not. ready to play?
3: That's the thing. Like, hey, man, if Carson Wentz just won a Super Bowl this past season, And they said to themselves, all right, this relationship, it's untenable. We got to make moves. We got to move on from this dude. You've bought yourself maybe two years with a fan base of growing another quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers goes four and 13 this year and leaves and you're stuck with Jordan Love, who couldn't play for a quarterback that was going four and 13, then you're screwed to the wall as you just laid out. And everybody's going to hate you for the rest of your time who to beyond
2: no question
3: all right. no question all right. just a little something there that's all i'm
2: saying it'll be a mass exodus you know a mass exodus
3: we saw what misery and years upon years of misery here in philadelphia bought howie roseman jeffrey lurie when they won a super bowl what two years i think maybe yeah. two years worth of like oh it's okay they just won the super bowl this past season felt like they had never won a Super Bowl. The way. Let them have it. Yelling, exactly. Yes. Thank you. Just that's. Let a, them have it. Best way to put it right there. People were just cocking back and letting them have it, man. Absolutely letting them have it. All right. Now, coming up, our buddy Bill Schmidt's going to join us. And I say our, meaning collectively, if you are listening and consuming this program via Sports Map Radio, well, then you hear Bill. 9 to midnight Central. That's 10 to 1 Eastern. So Bill's going to join us. Right? Isn't that the assumption that everything on your Twitter account here is Central time since you're in Milwaukee? I think I got fooled on that earlier.
8: Yeah, no. I, I'm, that's uh, 9 to 12 cornfield, time. That's, that's cornfield how you, time. that's how you judge that one. Yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> on that flyover, that's how you judge it. <laughs> All
3: right. Bill's What's up, Twitter, man? At Bill Schmidt Radio. He knows the clock better than everybody on this show here. So he knows we have to break in about 20 seconds. But the beauty of it is that we're going to be live here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. We'll bring Bill back on the network once we're back in three. And again, if you haven't heard Aaron Rodgers, he's back. He's reported to trading camp and we have a bet. Bill's a betting man. So we have a bet we need to bounce off of him and see what his thoughts are. If he's going to talk us out of this, maybe you never know. He's, he's non-biased out there. We're
8: back in three on the network. All right, brother. How you been, man? This is back. Barry- going on, boys? Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. No kidding me. This is awesome.
3: <laughs> so what's is today like? All right. So let me ask you this. And I know that you're, you're local in Milwaukee from, mm-hmm. what, two to seven Central yeah. or yep. something two to seven Eastern I think something like that right two to eight Eastern I believe yep. so you're you're every day you're for hours dealing with the local fan base
8: you said two to eight well he's uh, the shows oh three, okay. uh, three to seven Central so like four to nine East yep okay yeah and then you
3: had has, then, then, you then I, yeah. national show on Sports Map in the evening
8: mm-hmm.
3: so wow. here's the thing right was there anybody. Was there anybody credible, and I'm not asking you to dime out somebody on the competing station, I'm just saying in general, and feel free to dime on anybody you want, but was there anybody, or were there groups of people who were credible that legit thought that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play this year in Green Bay?
8: There were initially, right? Like the, the, the initial response was that he's about as good as gone, but from the fan base side, guys, it was interesting, and... Knowing how difficult it is to get franchise quarterbacks, I mean, you guys have been able to see it for the league for how long. There was just this assumption and almost assuredness that everything was just going to be okay, right? Like, oh, it's the Green Bay Packers. We're going to be okay. We're still going to have Bloody Marys in the morning. We're still going to be able to, you know, put out our Buffalo cheese dips during the game, and Aunt Sue will have a great game. Put on your good Packer sweater, and and you'll just enjoy the fall like, like nothing ever happened. But the, the somewhat complacency and just belief that you're you're ushered in to a certain status in the in the NFC what was wild to me. So it was more of the fans, guys, that were just on the case of saying, screw it. If, you, if he wants to go somewhere else, find a way to trade him. If he wants to sit out and, and he doesn't want to play, then let him sit on the bench and, and see what happens then. That was the one that was a little bit more surprising to me. The rest of the media, uh, I know Bob Domofsky up in Green Bay. He's the ESPN guy. Uh, he had the less or 5% chance that's really getting circled out quite a bit uh, on social media today. There were a few guys that, that felt like it was leaning towards an exit. But uh, the last couple of days I've, I've been feeling, and I was telling everybody on the local station over the last couple of weeks, he'll be here He'll be here week one, if not day one of training camp. And yep. uh, just
2: say, what, does it smell? Who farted?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: it you're that's absolutely good. right man I, I, conventional wisdom saying he wasn't going to be he, he's not going to be there just it didn't make sense to me simply because you know i know the nature of being you know in the nfl and right you know how things work as far as monetary and and, and you know the reflection on how a team looks and the way it looked you would me that you can't let the you know, top three quarterback in the league go anywhere. So I didn't think he was going anywhere. But, hey, I thought the same thing about Carson Wentz. He,
3: <laughs> Hold on real on quick. Map Hold radio on.
0: <laughs> Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
5: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studio. here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Henry Mays.
7: So
3: Harry's still driving back from Connecticut. We're not sure. He may pop back in. And it's kind of frustrating in the sense of we know where he is. And he's in – He's in like a populated area of Connecticut. He's not in the middle of nowhere, which is like 75% of the state. But if he pops in, that's fine. He'll be back with us. Bill's hanging out. Of course, at Bill Schmidt Radio is following him on Twitter, how you follow him. And then, of course, from 9 to midnight Central Time, 10 to 1 a Eastern Time. You can hear him on SportsMap Radio as you're listening to us Monday through Friday. So this is what we did before the news came down. We as a show, and we invited people to jump in on this thing collectively. Here, we placed a futures bet. In fact, I can tell you exactly what the bet is and for how much. We placed a futures bet on the from the show on the Packers to win the Super Bowl, mainly because we did not think we would get them at plus two thousand. Once the news came out, yeah, look at him, look at look at that, the value. How can you pass that value
8: up, right? Yeah, and and on the worst part is you and I talked. What was that last weekend yep. when I was in Las Vegas? And uh, immediately after we get off the, the betting show there, I race down to the Link Sportsbook, run on in, and all I'm able to get is seventeen to one. Wow! So I think right there, guys, uh, it shows uh, it's great value. And and they have some holes. Don't get don't get it twisted, right? Like they lost players uh, from a year ago. They lost the best center in football. And to act like you can just walk away from Corey Lindsley, who waltzed in day one, I think he was a three or a four time all pro. I mean, like Barry, you know, the all pro that, that's a different level for a dude to walk in as a rookie and play on an offensive line there in 14 that had three all pros on it.
2: Right, exactly.
8: And and, and they're going to try to fill it in with a second round pick. Josh Myers, uh, big center from Ohio State, played big time college football. Yeah, you got faith in it, but. Uh, their skill position players are still relatively the same. The offense itself, uh, I think, lends itself to to being successful uh, when you have two running backs like Dylan and, and Aaron Jones. The defense is the question, boys, but it's been the question mark since I started following this team uh, back when I was in diapers in 95. So I'll tell you this, they're in the as good of a position as they've been to get back. They just have to play better in the NFC title game flat out.
2: That's the only thing. That's the only thing that you know that they didn't do well mm-hmm. um, defensively. I think they're drafting well in the secondary. Um, they do well at linebacker, also. But you know, it's it's it's. We all know this is an offensive-led team, and you know, it was kind of telling that they didn't allow a rod to work his magic the last play of the game, which is why you know they lost. Mm-hmm. But you know, do you think as as you know as a whole? This team, the coaching staff is going to accept A-rod back like nothing ever happened, or there will be, you know, or, or will they be walking on thin ice around him?
8: Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, this Kirk Benthart kid, uh, he's the fourth quarterback now on the roster. He's probably gonna be a little bit miffed. Uh, <laughs> little bit uh, Blake Portals might have to go and start ripping sigs and working construction that's again. His backup plan. I don't think anybody really will be, man. And that's that's the weird part about where the NFL is right now. And honestly, what Aaron was able to do from, from a fan perspective, oh, it was annoying as all hell, right? And, and people were upset about it. People were voicing their frustration. Our text line, guys, was an absolute sieve. I mean, like you, you couldn't even look on it uh, if you had a good conscience. But to to be now in a place where he put pressure on the organization to void a year of his contract, To manipulate the salary cap this year to bring in a 30-something-year-old buddy of mine who I went to the derby with and and apparently Randall Cobb, to to be able to do this is kind of unprecedented. Not many NFL teams are bending for guys like the Packers now did after they squirmed for four months with Rodgers. So I think generally in that locker room, guys are going to be like, Hey, I, I respect it. We know we also and Barrett, I think this is a weird part about it in the NFL is the Packers have been on one of the lone teams without the owner. Right. To have a guy who can come down and say, uh, uh-uh. uh, Jordy Nelson's career is not ending in Oakland, you know, catching 26 balls on a John Gruden team. And that part of it, Aaron wanted to step in and say, there's a certain way and a you know, modicum of respect that you're supposed to treat the greats. And, and he didn't want it to be him uh, as the next one in line. And, you know, maybe Jair Alexander, maybe Aaron Jones, maybe some of those guys that are the young pups on the team right now. Kenny Clark, who I think is a freak. Uh, those yes. guys might be able to get that kind of respect towards their way out. I would bet the under on it, right? Like the Packers are still going to do what they do and act like nothing else is happening. Uh, you saw the profit and loss statement yesterday. They're making money hand over fist. So they're okay with what they're doing. Uh, but I think that's the part of it. Maybe the rest of the guys around that team are able to say, for the betterment of us going forward, now we're not going to be the ones getting screwed next.
3: It's it's crazy to see that because there was so much, and I get it, where the doubt and the cloud of doubt, if you will, I guess was hanging over this team. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it was the trickle-down effect of Devontae Adams and, and what happens with this team now moving forward. Look, for the purposes of what we placed, We just need them all to be back this year, which looks like they will be. Mm. Now, here's the bet, because we're already locked into that one. But here's the bet, and I'll give Barrett credit for this, because he talked us into this, maybe not even realizing he was talking us into this. But you, as a fan of the team and as somebody who covers the team on a daily basis, you know what the size and weight of the chip is that's on the shoulder of Aaron Rodgers. So, And Barrett brought this point up. We've actually hit a point now in Rodgers' career where you can argue the chip this year would be bigger. So I'm sitting at Aaron Rodgers plus a thousand for the MVP. Where in my brain this is a plus seven fifty bet. Like this is a plus seven fifty plus eight hundred bet. I feel like we're stealing value points based off the value I see in front of us and Barrett's point about the chip on his shoulder. That's the bet we want to make now. <sighs>
8: Ooh, ooh, and as somebody that got it at twenty to one last year on the Revenge Tour, um, there's a part of me that that completely agrees with it because I saw him stroll in there, guys, and I put the Stone Cold Steve Austin music behind it, and it was nice. awesome walking into to Lambeau Field and having that that vibe going through. It's going to be tough, I think, though, for the narrative again to go on Aaron. Right, because that's now where the MVP in the NFL is. Like we think it's a narrative-based business in the NBA with the MVP vote. Uh, if you don't vote for seemingly who everybody else in the media is, you're going right. to get chastised on Twitter. Right? Like, oh my goodness, how on earth couldn't you vote for Lamar Jackson two years ago? Right? And that was a different feeling. Yeah, I put a five thousand total yards. Right? It was a outlier. Rogers took that heat seemingly and got that support last year. The last three or four weeks. I don't know that he's going to have that kind of overwhelming support again vocally because I don't know if he's going to go on the McAfee show every single Tuesday. <laughs> and, like That's where everybody seemed nope. to start falling in love with him, right? Is like, oh, he's just such a normal guy. I think he has a similar year statistically to last season. I just don't know that he's going to have the support again. I think he might get that voter fatigue and, and four MVPs – uh, you're getting into to air of only three players if I've ever gotten to that realm. And I wonder if the voters are going to kind of keep it in there. Well, allow themselves to dictate if he should be in that status.
2: Well, just because the storyline, I think he has a legitimate shot, you know, yep. being mm-hmm. last year, what they tried to do to him. And they're going to you're going to put him as the victim. But, you know, he's done his fair share in this whole thing, to, you know, to, to really you know piss some people off. But, yep. you know, I mean, just from. Playing there, I played in Green Bay for a year and understand the dynamics, you know, when I was there, how things are being in little Appleton. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough, you know what I'm saying? To, to, yeah, to to change that, you know, mindset of, of him not being a Packer number one. So we're gonna give him everything that he wants, uh, you know, while he's there anyway. So yeah, I, I think at this point they're gonna love him there and he's gonna play to that level. And it's just gonna be a storybook type of ending for his career in in uh in Green Bay. Barrett, now you you will uh you'll appreciate
8: this because you are here, so you understand it. They had, I think, 10,000 people there yesterday for the shareholders' meeting. And when folks <laughs> pulled up, they had 8,000 people tailgating on a Monday <laughs> for, for the guy to walk on out and tell you what the profit-loss statement was, right? Like right. So people are, are juiced up for ball again out here. Uh, and and I was at the NFC title game, so I was there sitting in the end zone. When LaFleur takes the offense off the field, decides to trot on out Mason Crosby, and I was talking myself into it. So I can talk myself into the Packers being able to, to get something done here. I do, though, believe you look at the rest of this division, guys, they're the clear front runner. And if, if you want to talk about a value bet, if you were one of the folks that was hanging out at Circus Sports, what was that on Sunday night when they bumped yeah. the Packers to plus 195 as the division winner? Uh, you might as well just stay there and, and rent a condo for the next couple of months because right. you have crazy luck while you're sitting in that casino.
3: Can I can I just interject real quick because I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at this team. Maybe maybe it's still a sore subject. Maybe this is why Barrett has not been a guest on Bill Schmidt's program during SportsMap Radio's <laughs> 9 to midnight Central Time Monday through Friday. How the hell do you have Amon Green for over 1,000 yards Brett Favre throwing to what driver? You mm-hmm. had Bubba on there. You had a line. You had a defense. Oh, yeah. You guys won twelve games. How the hell do you not win a Super Bowl that year?
8: Barrett, I, I don't know, man. You're gonna have to answer that one because was that that was that the year that Amon ran the ninety nine yarder uh, right on out of the end zone too? Bruh,
2: that that was just one of the greatest no, years. That ever, was man.
3: the year, unless it was a return you're talking about. But that wasn't the r- longest run he had that year. Was 43 yards. Oh, okay, it, okay. Was he okay. Had it was the year yards on 286 attempts. Come on, what's what's going on here?
2: Come on, man. Don't bring up Mike Sherman. Don't don't
8: talk about Mike Sherman that way. (laughs) Donald Driver had over a (laughs) thousand. The nicest men you'll ever meet in your entire life. We can't we can't talk about that one. Leroy Butler, who I worked with uh, in Milwaukee for for a couple of years, I got to host with uh, with Leroy. He will not take any any word uh, of Mike Sherman's slander. So he'll make sure we hang up on that man right out of the gate. Well,
3: you know, I I, I,
2: he was good to me, man. He kept me around. He was good to me. But I mean, our squad, man. We we. We were balling, bro. I mean, Who you know, you our the line, him? we were set at offensive line, uh, you know, from Dotson on by on, on across the line. You know, you had uh, Batman. And, um, you know, I mean, Amon was definitely Batman, man. And, and you know what's crazy? Every time we played, you know, I was playing with Detroit. Every time we played the Green Bay Packers, we would practice outside. We wouldn't get anything done. It'd be a foot of snow out there. We're out there practicing. We're going to the Frozen tundra. We got to be ready for the elements. I get the Green Bay. If one little flake was coming down, Brett Favre would be like, oh, oh, guys, we got to take it to the indoor. One little raindrop. Oh, we're going to the indoor. They never practice outside. Yes. But, yeah, here we are just practicing outside like thinking they are too. No, they didn't play that, man. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a great city to play in, though. Amazing. Absolutely. Okay. Brett wasn't, wasn't playing those games, man. He didn't have to go outside. Come <laughs> on, man.
3: I think, look, the statute of limitations is up, but I think you need to sign an NDA – when you sign with the Packers, that you can't you can't tell those stories until you're two years removed from Green Bay. <laughs> so people could just be like, Oh man, Barrett, you're just salty that you didn't play as much as you should have or something now years later. But I uh, yes, it, it, that's amazing seeing that. Look, you guys had you guys had talent on this oh, team. That's all you nope. You put up no question. seven points against the Falcons in the first round after losing or part of me winning 12 games. Come on,
8: Brooks. Now that's a that's a sore subject there, Aitan. Come on, don't bring that up because that was if you're that was the first time Brett had lost a game at Lambeau, I think, when the weather was when the temperature was like under 32 degrees. Wait a second.
3: Hold okay, real quick. Hold on a second. You've just brought up a connection that Barrett Brooks may have in the NFL. He could be the equivalent of the knock guy. All right, I'll explain this coming up. All right, we'll take a quick one on the network. Bill Schmidt's hanging with us as well. It's SportsMap Radio, the middle, on the Jacob Media YouTube page as well. Now, look, you show up to Detroit. Barry Sanders says, I'm out. He retires. You show up <laughs> to Green Bay for the first time in his career. Brett Favre suffers that L. I'm sure there's a third that we just don't know about.
2: Barry, you let him do this to you on a daily basis? This is what I gotta deal with, man, all the time, man. But he'll tell all the good stuff I do, it's just the bad stuff. That's it. Yes, yes.
8: See well, no, this on, is man. the best part, is because I listen, I hear the promo every single time where you're talking about Teddy and saying, <laughs> Hey man, you're lucky that you're lucky that he got all his all his looks from his mother. Cause that boy is going to have a lot better life than that one, and i'm sitting here thinking that the, the slander's going the other way so i i see the, the arrows going on both sides i like this spot i like where i'm sitting right in the middle here bro it's it's it's, it's,
2: it's, it's great it's, it's it's great telling stories and have him listen to the stories yeah and then like five you know five months later he say hey tell that story remember that story you told him like I've told countless stories, man. What story are you talking about, bro? This this Um, show
3: is like if you've ever played pickup, uh, maybe people have played at a higher level, but if you've ever played pickup with a couple of people that love to shoot and you happen to love to shoot, like you may not get the ball back, so you might as well keep shooting. And, And that's what I think happens where if we find one, if one of us finds an opening with another, Harry as well, as you hear the show, then we don't stop. Because I may not be able to get Barrett like this for another week based on these circumstances <laughs> that we have you here. We can talk about this team. I think, honestly, Bill, this is the most in-depth we've ever talked about outside of hearing a story or two about Barrett's just arrival in Green Bay. This is the most we've talked about Barrett's time in Green Bay. And I didn't no. even realize that they were such underachievers that year.
2: Well, I mean, it wasn't necessarily under; It was yeah, just a lot going too. on, man. Like I- During that time, Sharp was uh, was the safety. Uh, there's yeah. Sharp walking around Appleton with, with, yeah, Sharper would. Um, oh, okay, with, but that's, you can't, he with bodyguards was in Appleton,
3: pro level or pro yeah. bowl level. Didn't he make the pro bowl that year? There's yeah, nobody they, in they Green Bay, know, bro.
2: Yeah.
3: Sharper was a pro
2: bowler that year, but he still didn't need bodyguards. There's nobody there. Who's the savings of? a
8: tank? will tell you this, Aton, your bodyguards when you're in Wisconsin are the people wearing a Packers shirt to the right. ball. Right. Right. <laughs> one bad thing happened to you. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like, yeah, what's so take us through is what's dissent What's the like with this team? Because I, I feel like, you know, you'll deal with it on sports talk, radio, social as well. It's just it's such a unique circumstance. You mentioned the shareholders meeting and people tailgating for that. And look, we're crazy and passionate and belligerent here in Philadelphia, like people are in Cleveland and other areas. But there's just such this unique sense of love. And appreciation. How angry and volatile does it really get when it's time to to dissent or or move away from that?
8: Oh well, uh, I'll tell you this: there uh, there hasn't been a Greg Jennings jersey worn in this state probably in about nine years because he said two bad things about the Green Bay Packers. That's where the venom comes from. Hold on, real quick.
0: Yeah. Radio Presented by Rocket All
5: right, now you, Hi, now you now you're listening. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
3: So here's my question then as Bill just laid out how deadly and career ending it can be to say anything (laughs) negative about Aaron Rodgers or I'm sure Brett Favre before that. What are you more likely to see walking downtown Appleton, Wisconsin? Is it an individual wearing a Barrett Brooks jersey or a Greg Jennings jersey?
8: You got a better chance of seeing somebody find the Barrett jersey hanging out over, uh, over at St. Vinny's because uh, yeah. I'll be honest <laughs> with you right now, man. Uh, you wear a Greg Jennings jersey in this town. Uh, you're you're going to have your, like I said, your bloody's probably going to get sp- spilled on you. Your old-fashioned uh, is going to have no booze in it. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be a tough time for you, man, because you spew against the Green Bay Packers. I, I say it this way, and it's funny to, to point this out. There's only a couple of places and a couple of institutions in the entire country, any businesses ever, that can say, "I'm going to give you a sheet of paper for two hundred and fifty dollars, and you can say that you own this this company." Now you don't actually, right? Like you, you don't actually you don't actually get any money when we make uh, nine figures in investments in a year. That's going to go over in our slush fund. But we'll give you this piece of paper. We're just going to need a quick two hundred and fifty off of you. And oh, by the way, we're going to charge one forty for the tickets. So, like, that's the part of it, guys. They get straight up donations from people in the city to continue renovation projects on on the stadium. It's like I say, it, it's almost like paying your Green Bay taxes.
2: Oh, there's no question about that. But they give you everything as a player, man. They, I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, it, it was just a great place, you know. Even being with Favre then. Like, Favre is such a country boy. He had an F-250 that he hadn't watched in, like, three years. (laughs) And at that time, GM had just gave him the brand-new H2 Hummer, the brand-spanking-new one. Oh, wow. I was renting a car, and he said, Hey, Brooksy, why don't you take this car back? Why don't you drive this Hummer around for me the entire year? You know, instead of renting a car, that way they see their car driving around, they see a player in it, and I get to drive my pickup truck. And that's exactly what I I drove his – I drove his um his his Hummer around for the entire year. That's how good of a dude he was. Just because so I didn't have to rent a car, and they get to see their uh their Hummer driven around the city of Appleton.
8: The
3: athletic is delivering. Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, man, they're they're it's it's different there. That's
8: that's true. And uh, I I think I also saw Brett pull up in that F two fifty. He liked it too because he could roll the window down and still be up above everybody at the right. tail. <laughs> <laughs> so he mean, just throw my high life right while he was driving on back. Home. And he
2: would take it too.
8: <laughs> yeah, <he> would, yep. <laughs>
3: That's what it was, Unbelievable. man. Unbelievable, Bill. We thank you, brother, big time for this. Pop it on.
8: Hey, dude, anytime, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, to to speak on that, I do have to get Barrett uh, his number so that we can have him on. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. We want to talk some Packers football with the man that was sitting there when uh, Michael Vick ripped my heart out when I was seven years <laughs> old. <laughs> that
3: was the game. I didn't want to mention it anymore. That was that was the game. Bill, we love you, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, bro. See you, boys. Thanks for having me, man. All right, you got it. Now here's. Make the sure thing. you get my number, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we will connect you. I will connect you with uh, Bill. Now, I have uh, – we might have to end just a couple of minutes here, but is there anything – like, we – just just to kind of round out the show today. I mean, tomorrow we're right back. Harry's going to be back with it. We're going to have day one of practice, right?
2: Yes, yes. I will be there, like I said. i will be I'm down in, there? I'm in, in and out. Yeah, I'll be in and out. Given information about practice and everything, are you going to be
3: reporting from practice?
2: Yes, wow. yes, I will be. I love it, man.
3: Anything that you, what's the biggest thing you're looking for?
2: I really want to see how this practice goes. You know, I want to see what type of tempo it is. Is it going to be a laid back, um, not really necessarily laid back, but it's not as hard of practice I've seen with uh, like what they had with Doug. But I've also, you know, seen you know terrible practices where you know pads every day in a hard camp driven by big red so I want to see you know what where he lies as far as you know how he conducts his team number one and I want to see what the lineups are you know who's starting who's not you know I'm, I'm interested to see that oh man
3: we got a lot uh exciting to say the least and I think that's part of the part of the element of it just being brand new like yep. so much is just so brand new to this this whole thing here and I I think there's going to be some excitement. There's going to be a lot of disappointment. And then there's just going to be kind of balancing it it all out with, with what we have, man. You know, like, I don't think it's going to be consistent. You know, I don't think you're going to see a six-game losing streak. I don't think you're going to see a four-game winning streak. Right. I mean,
2: you're just going to see inconsistencies.
3: You know, it's a, it's a team going through growing, growing
2: pains, pain. right? Yep. That's all it is, growing pains, man. But, hey. They can sneak up on a couple of teams also so you know you know you don't know what you don't know so i'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to going into this from what I don't know
3: now you should see if we could set up down there you know we can cap the cameras off just focused on us
2: all right well I'll work at it yeah, I'll, you, you know, know I'm I'll work at it why
3: not right yep I was just asking
2: that's all we're gonna make it happen man but hey I can't wait bro can't wait can't wait. <laughs> all right,
3: I gotta run and deal with this child here. There is a uh, situation brewing. Okay. Always,
2: always. Amazing. All right, bro. Appreciate you. And
3: yeah, so so we'll see you tomorrow at some point, right? You're not gonna start the show, or will you? Yeah, you're
2: gonna see me all day. I'm gonna start the show. I'm gonna be, you see me all day. I'm just gonna okay. get in and where I fit in. All right. All right. We'll see you all. Have a great day.
6: Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book it Sports app on their Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.